Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast this week. For this week's episode, I am replaying a webinar that I did with Dr. Aviva Leggett, and she is the founder of Ivy Insight, which is a college admissions consulting group, and she does really great work working with teens, getting into college, and helping them be successful with that. And on this webinar that I did with her, we discuss anxiety and the college admissions process. And so I am excited to play that for you guys here today on the podcast. And then just one reminder for you guys before I hit play is that if you guys have specific podcast episode requests that you want or things that you want me to cover on the podcast or questions for me, go ahead and put those in the review for the podcast. And I read those reviews and I try really hard to do podcast episodes based on what you guys are requesting. So don't forget to go put those in the review lines and leave me a review. Okay, you guys, here is the webinar replay. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Aviva Leggett, founder of Ivy Insight and author of Get Real and Get In. Uh, I am so pleased to be with you this afternoon uh, with Sammy Halverson. Um, And today we're going to be talking about why anxiety wreaks havoc on today's teens and what to do about it. And obviously, this is a big topic. And I can't promise we're going to solve all of your teens' anxiety problems in this call, but we will (laughs) promise to speak honestly about anxiety, to speak honestly about our experiences working with teens and their parents on anxiety, Um, and we will see what emerges. And of course, if you have questions, the social feeds are live, so if you think of any questions that you want to ask about um, anxiety, about your teen's experience, we'd be happy um, and interested to see them and answer them. Uh, so with that, I'm going to turn it over to uh, Sammy to uh, give a little introduction of herself and, and the work that she does. Yeah. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Dr. Leggett. I am so, so happy to be here. I am Sammy Halverson. Many people call me Coach Sammy. I am a coach for teens, and I coach lots of teens on anxiety and self-confidence. I am the host of the Teen Life Coach podcast, which is a podcast for teens, um, and it helps them with all things life and teens and anxiety and drama and getting to know yourself and love yourself. And so I also coach many teens. I run coaching programs for teens, and I I love what I do. I love working with the teens. I struggled with anxiety when I was a teen. My teens struggle with anxiety. And so I I love sharing the skills and the tools and the abilities to help teens navigate life, which is something that I wished I had when I was younger. <laughs> and so I'm like I have to I have to teach teens these things so that they can live life being happy and enjoy being their 
enjoy being in their teen years because we're just seeing so many teens nowadays that are suffering from debilitating anxiety, which, you know, then leads to depression and other problems. And so I feel like it's really important to treat and help our teens navigate nowadays. Thank you for that, Sammy. And yes, I can share that I was also a very anxious teen and there are strategies that I've had to learn over the years. And as the saying goes, youth is wasted on the young. And if you're young and you can learn these tools now, then you can really maximize um, the really special time and the special period of life that you're in right now. Um, so yeah, I'd love to hear just from your perspective, like why are teens so anxious and why is that such a big influence on teens? Yeah, um, there's there's lots of reasons. Um, we can't blame it all on social media. I didn't have social media growing up and I was still an anxious teen. <laughs> but the way that our, there is a lot of pressure being put on our teens nowadays. We, and we are living in a culture that is, constantly comparing like we are constantly comparing ourselves to one another um we are constantly needing to be liked or wanting to be liked or trying to be desired by somebody or something and we have a concentrated liking culture um we also have so many we're also so used to being comfortable <laughs> nowadays and we fear failure. We fear being uncomfortable. We fear being um, just judged in such a way because it is it is so easy to be judged, right? Social media has exponentially allowed us to <laughs> compare and see so many more people than we would have, you know, 10 years ago, right? And so everything is just kind of very concentrated and not only do we have social media, like social media isn't going away anytime soon, but we aren't giving teens the skills and the tools to navigate the social media so that they can still be happy and still be mentally healthy while they're navigating it. Um, teens brains are developing rapidly and when we expose <laughs> their brains to all the things that we are exposing them to nowadays it just kind of like is a perfect storm and so we need to be educating our teens more on how to handle the social media how to use skills and navigate those things even with their developing brains and that's just such a big piece that we're missing nowadays in, in schools, in families, in life, all of that. Well, I thank you for the insight. So I'm curious about, you know, the tools, what tools or strategies can parents use to help their children with, um, you know, what I'm sort of picturing is like, just like this information overflow and overload um, that they're getting, not just through social media, of course, but just through access to having, um, you know, even Google Scholar or going on the news, right, and checking the news. Like news, I think, is a big source of anxiety for people, right? Not just our news feeds, but also the things that are happening in the world. So, like, what are some strategies that teens and their parents can use to help manage that information overload that so many of us are experiencing? 
Yeah, so I, I like to keep teaching anxiety super simple. So the way that I define anxiety is anxiety is uncertainty about the future, okay? And there's a certain amount of uncertainty about the future that we just, we cannot control, right? And um, when it comes to the uncertainty that teens are facing today, we have to be able to help them understand that life is uncertain is uncertain and there's so many things that we can't control right anxiety loves to control the future it loves to control the way that people think about us it loves to <laughs> control what college we're going to get into what who our friends are going to be people's opinions about us and so helping our teens understand that with life there's a certain amount of uncertainty that just comes with life and there's a lot of that uncertainty we can't control but it's important to control the things that we can control and um i love teaching self-confidence to teens because self-confidence it's like the antidote to anxiety and the way that i define self-confidence is self-confidence is knowing that you can handle anything that happens all right so when we believe in our ability to handle anything that happens it really essentially takes care of the future for us right it takes care of that anxiety and really teaching our teens how to be self-confident how to love themselves no matter what that really is what we need to be teaching our teens and that's really where we learn to overcome anxiety Wow, that's really great insight about the role of self-confidence in mitigating anxiety. So what are some things that if I'm a parent, I can teach my child or I can learn for myself to help them build that self-confidence? How does that happen? Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> there's there's a lot of ways to help your, your teen or your child build self-confidence. But self-confidence, it is a feeling just as anxiety is a feeling. And so feelings, they actually come from thoughts inside our brain. So whenever we have a feeling, whether it's anxiety or whether it's self-confidence or whether it's sadness, that feeling is coming from a thought in our brain. And our thoughts create our feelings. So in order to control our feelings and change the way we feel, we have to be able to change our thoughts. We have to be able to think certain things about ourselves in order to create self-confidence. And self-confidence, all it really is, is our opinions about ourselves. And in order to create a confident child, we got to teach them how to have great opinions about themselves. Like what are those sentences that they are saying inside their brain when it comes to them thinking about themselves, right? And really helping our children wire their brain in such a way where they have amazing opinions about themselves, amazing opinions about their abilities to handle things. That's where you develop self-confidence. Self-confidence is developed inside our brains and it's not a natural skill. That's why so many of us are missing self-confidence. It's really a skill that needs to be taught because it's not the 
it's not the default of our brain. Our brain's default is to constantly be looking for what's wrong. Like that's how we've survived for so many, for so many years and evolved. And we use that default even against ourselves. So we're constantly going to be looking for the things that are wrong with ourselves. And we really have to learn how to change that default and have great opinions about ourselves so that we can feel self-confident. And, I, and it, this isn't like any rocket science or anything. <laughs> yeah, like, no, it, it's not rocket science, but it kind of is rocket science because um, I think that wiring, that wiring for survival, it makes it really challenging to kind of shift that narrative. So I'm wondering if you can walk us through an example of, you know, someone that you've worked with or anything that you have from your own story um, of how one can start to make that shift from like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't deserve to be here to like, I do deserve to be here. I am smart enough. I am capable. I can do anything I put my mind to. So how does that, how does that self-talk, how do we change that self-talk in ourselves? What are some strategies for that? Yeah. Well, so we automatically don't go from like, I'm good enough to I'm better than everybody right? or I'm, I'm the best. Like that's too much of a gap for our brain to, for that to be believable to our brain and our brain's going to be onto us. So like when we tell teens to think positive, it's like, sometimes that's not really actually doable because our brain is just going to be like, okay, that's so far from what I already believe. All right. But I work with so many teens who are afraid to mess up and they have this belief that they can't mess up or they're going to mess up. And so when they believe that they're going to mess up, they feel really, really anxious. Okay. And when we feel anxious, we tend to avoid anything that we might mess up on and we avoid our lives and we avoid trying anything new. And we basically, you know, fail everything without even trying. <laughs> Right. And so then then the result of that is we we never give ourselves an opportunity to succeed. And so what hap what needs to happen there is one awareness about, OK, this belief of me messing up, you have to figure out what is causing the anxiety. So anxiety is going to be caused for teens for so many different reasons. Right. The fear of messing up, the fear of failure the fear of like people talking about us, the fear of disappointing our parents. So awareness of what's causing the anxiety is really number one, right? Because we can't change anything unless we know that it's there, all right? And also like what are our opinions about ourselves? We have to know what those are before we can change them, okay? So then if we have this thought like I can't mess up or everybody's going to look at me if I mess up or I'm going to be embarrassed, right? We have to be able to take that and change it or redirect that thought to something else that's believable, but also causes less anxiety, right? And you never want to underestimate the power of a 1% less crappy thought, right? <laughs> so, so we don't have to go from I'm going to mess up to I'm going to get everything right, but just maybe the belief that I'm going to mess up and that's okay. Or everybody's messing up right now. That's, <laughs> or I love the thought like, I'm supposed to mess up right now. I'm a teen. That's what teens do, 
right? We, we mess up all the time, right? And so just shifting that perspective of what messing up really is. One of the clients that I worked with, I, she came up with this thought all on her own, and I was so proud of her, but she was a dancer, and um, she was always afraid of messing up. And I was helping her shift her thoughts around dancing and the anxiety that, you know, being up on stage, you know, provided for her. <laughs> and... Um, one of her thoughts that she chose that she's like, I really can get on board with this thought is like messing up teaches me what I need to work on. And it was just something simple like that, but she wanted to improve. She wanted to get better. She was amazing, amazing dancer, but just, you know, that tiny little shift in your brain of I'm going to mess up to messing up teaches me what I need to work on. And you know, when we feel less anxious, we're going to take different, we're going to take different actions from less anxiety, which is keep trying. Maybe, you know, if we have less anxiety, we're going to keep practicing and we're going to keep working on things. And then our result is to get better rather than, you know, avoiding or pre-failing before we even give our self a chance to fail. And so there's just a tiny, tiny little shift there that happens in our brain when we choose to think different thoughts and believe different things. Thank you. That was a really helpful and powerful example. And it reminds me about the, the applicability of what you're saying to the act of preparing for college, because what I, where I see, and I'll be curious to get your thoughts after I share mine is, you know, with anxiety, um, it really intersects the college admissions process because the college admissions process is anxiety provoking on its own because it's it's the future. You're planning for the future, but you don't know where you're going to get in. You don't even know what state you're going to be in, what your living conditions are going to be like and, and so on um, and who your new friends will be. Um, so there's so much anxiety around that. And then, of course, your parents have their own anxiety around the process. <laughs> and what I find um, when I first start working with students is that they're really anxious about um, taking that first step of figuring out what they're interested in. So they, they, you know, have some vague ideas, but they don't really know how to set a goal because they haven't even taken that step to see if they like something or not. So something that I love encouraging people to do um, through our X Factor process, which is experience, expertise, and exponential impact, the idea that you do build up that that self-confidence so that you can take this um, step where you can make an exponential impact through your interests. Um, you know, even taking that first step, getting some experience, like that's the first step to really figuring out who you are, what you want to do, and helping you find the best fit college for you. Um, without overcoming that anxiety, I would argue you are very likely to end up in the wrong place. Or if you end up in the right place, it might be by luck because you haven't taken the time to try what you need to try in order to know if something is right for you or not. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how anxiety intersects with college admissions and that college planning phase. Yeah, so just just to back up what you just said, over overcoming anxiety requires that you get uncomfortable. <laughs> 
And it, it doesn't mean that you escape everything that's uncomfortable. It means that you work through the discomfort. And whether it's a physical discomfort or an emotional discomfort, our brain sees those two things exactly the same. So like it could be physical discomfort where you're like sweating or getting hot, like working someplace. And it can also be emotional discomfort where you're feeling embarrassed or you're feeling rejected or you are feeling lonely. Like those two things are the same. And you have to be willing to get uncomfortable physically, but also emotionally. And we yes. fear <laughs> emotional <laughs> discomfort so much nowadays. And, but that's really what it takes in order to over, overcome your anxiety and, and knowing like, hey, I can handle feeling embarrassed or handle being rejected. Um, totally. And that's, I think that's such the hard thing for people to like just hit the gas pedal. Because even hitting the gas pedal is like an anxiety producing task. But as you said, you have to get uncomfortable to start to find that confidence. Yeah. And it gets easier. It's like a muscle. Like you're not always going to be uncomfortable if you keep doing the same thing. Like you're going to get, you're going to get better at it. But you did ask me a question and I forgot what the question was. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we sort of talked around it. I, I had shared some of my thoughts around how anxiety is intersecting with the college admissions process. So I'd love to hear yeah. if you have any other thoughts on that. Yeah. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about how, um, how anxiety is uncertainty about the future and you kind of shared some things that your clients are uncertain about. Um, but yes, there is like, what colleges are going to accept me? How are my parents going to feel about what college I get into? What if I don't get into college, right? Like who are my roommates going to be? Um, what if I don't want to go to the college that I get into? Like there's, there's so many things that are uncertain when it comes to the college admissions process. Even like, okay, what's so-and-so going to say on their recommendation letter, right? <laughs> and when it comes to so many of those things, like how many of those can we actually control? Like, can we really control what college we get into? Can we control um, who is going to say what on their recommendation letter? Can we really control who our roommate's going to be? Or if, you know, this college likes our essays. And, and so we really have to break up like, okay, what can we control and what can I not control? And we really just have to let those things that we can't control go and then focus on what can we control right, in, in the college admissions process. And what are those things that we can control? We can control how we show up. We can control what we write in our essays. We can control the things that we are doing on a day-to-day -day basis to get into certain colleges. And, you know, make that list of what you can control and put your focus and energy into that list because when we're worried about all the things that we can't control, we spend so much focus and energy over there that like we have no energy left to, to do the things that we can control. And so that's what I love to tell the teens is like that are applying to college and around the admissions process is focus on what you can control and the other things you really just have to let go. Thank you. I love that idea of writing down what you can control because I feel like that kind of harnesses it and makes it tangible because I think it's very easy for people to believe that they have control over things that they don't have control over. And I think that that's 
I mean, I think that's an anxiety thing too. It's like, you think that if you're anxious, you can control the outcome of something, but anxiety doesn't control anything. It just sort of controls your behavior. So I love that idea of like, it just sounds like almost like an accountability list of like, this is what I could put my focus and my energy into. And these are the things I don't have control over. And what I always say about the college admissions process, working with people is that they don't have control over it. They have influence, but not control over the outcome. So the influence is right. As you said, they can control where they apply. They can control where, where they, what they say on their essays. They can control who they can act with ahead of the college process to try to you know, make a meaningful connection ahead of their application. But there's only, there, there's so many factors that are going to go into this decision and there's only, we can only control what we can control. So I love that you have separated it in that way. Um, so I'd love to hear just like any examples of, you know, teens. I know you mentioned the young lady who was a dancer, like any do you have any insight? Like, let's say I'm a parent and I have a child who has a lot of anxiety. Like, how can I support them? What are some examples of ways that you have worked with parents to support teens who are struggling with anxiety? Yeah, um, I feel like this this one is the most important thing, and it's very very basic. But when we when we get anxious. <laughs> And we reach a certain level of anxiety. Our anxiety loves to distort our thoughts and make them <laughs> make them into very believable thoughts and sell us on them. And so when, when we start to get really, really worked out, I think that it's really important. And parents, you can do this with your teens, but but to come down to your base values and and meet your teen there and figure out, okay, what are our base values? Okay. And for any person that I work with, my number one core base value is that, and we're so used to everything in our world changing value, like houses go up in value, or we think that like our value changes when we get a certain number of likes or whatever on social media. But, but the truth is, is that as human beings, our value never changes. It is something that stays the same. And when we believe that we are amazing no matter what, and nobody can change that, right? We know that whatever college we get into is not going to change our value. It's not going to increase our value and it's not going to decrease our value, right? Who our friends are is not going to increase our value or decrease our value, right? And when we believe that our value and our worth stays the same, no matter what, right? That brings the anxiety down knowing that, okay, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. Right? No matter what happens, mom and dad are still going to love me. Right? Nobody's going to love me any less. Nobody's going to love me any more if I get into that college. But really knowing your value as a human being, knowing who you are, and, and parents helping your teens realize that their value really isn't connected to what college they get into. And also, you know, our future isn't dictated by what college we get into. We have this such strong belief that our our college experience is going to define who we are in the future. And 
we have to separate that. We are in control of who we are and our future, not our college experience. And so, yeah, just like really coming down to our core core values, what we believe about ourselves as a human being, what parents, what parents, what you believe about your teen as a human being, and really just believing believing those things. And I think that's one of the things that helps with anxiety the most is figuring out, okay, what are your core values? What are your core beliefs about who you are and about who your teen really is, no matter what college they get into? And that's work a lot of times that we as parents have to do too, is not tie our teen's college to who they are. <laughs> Thank you, great wisdom and advice there. Um, is there anything else that you think would be important to add about the topic or about the work that you're doing? Um, oh, there, <laughs> there's, there's so, there's so much. I think one of the things I love to say is that I think if, and this comes from, comes from the work that I do, if each of us could just open up a teen brain and look inside a teen's brain and see everything that's going on there in there we would have the utmost compassion and love for our teens because they really are facing so many things and i think sometimes it's hard as parents and as society to you know kind of give teens a hard time but really <laughs> They, they deserve compassion and they deserve love. And the more that we are loving them and building them up, um, the better that they're gonna do. And I, I feel just so strongly about how as a society, we need to do a better job of, of loving them and supporting them and helping them gain the self-confidence that they need in, in today's age. Thank you, Sammy. Really good advice and great insight, I think, for parents. Um, I know as a parent, it can be challenging to separate your own goals from your child's goals, and that can be a source of anxiety. And I would invite anybody listening, student, parent, to just examine your relationship with anxiety. How is that showing up for you? And how is that impacting your relationship with your teen and how they see themselves? So yeah. um, anything else you wanted to add about the topic or about the work that you're doing? Oh, I do. Um, so if you guys are interested, plug in, listen to the podcast, the Teen Life Coach podcast. It's all on on all the platforms. I talk about this stuff every week. <laughs> so a lot of times parents listen with their teens, teens listen alone. Um, and then I do, I have just released an online anxiety course for teens to actually empower them to solve their anxiety on their own. And um, so it helps teens understand their brains. There's a teen portion, there's a parent portion, and that is, that is a great course for helping teens understand their brains, rewire their brains, helping them to know and how to overcome their anxiety. Thank you for sharing that, Sammy. Um, it was great speaking with you. For anyone interested in continuing to learn about Ivy Insight in our work, helping students who struggle to reach their potential, you can go to ivyinsight.com, continue to follow me on social, and I'm so grateful uh, to you again, Sammy, for coming, and glad we could have this conversation about this important topic. Thank you so much for having me.
guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.